colder than this hole, I'm meaner than my demons, I'm bigger than these bones, and all the kids cried out, please stop, your scaring me, I can't help this awful energy, goddamn right, you should be scared of me. Morning, Crunch Bars. What up? Hello, and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Keith. Today we're discussing Season 3, Episode 14 of Girl Meets World, entitled Girl Meets She Don't Like Me. In parentheses, no more. She never, no, she never liked you. She never liked you. You, specifically. Yeah. She never liked I wish we could get rid of the Girl Meets and the titles. I know, I know we're in Season 3. I should I mean, really get over it. But... Dan, when you're writing the scripts, just don't include it. Don't no, include the Girl Meets. <laughs> I mean, I started doing it on the YouTube video this week. So the yeah. YouTube video is just She Don't Like Me reactions. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Caitlin, do you want to grade? I'm going first. Well, okay. Well, I'm just going to say, before you go first, you guys are going to make me very sad this episode. Is sad. it really that intense? I what really you, liked this episode. Why don't episode? you go first? Okay. That way we can start on the high note. Yeah. High note. High moat. So it's a moat that's up in the sky, yeah. and all the alligators are just. It's Dan's moat that protects Girl Meets World from yeah. us. We start I, on a high note, and we bring everybody. Down. I thought it was really funny. I laughed a lot. He's gonna cry. <laughs> We're gonna make Dan cry this episode. Let's go for it. I, I, I straight You're up... You're gonna cry? I, Sorry. Probably. Little baby's gonna like, cry. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I thought it was funnier than Jessica. I thought it was. I thought it was the funniest episode, at least of the season. Oh, wow. um, I some uh, fighting words. Yeah, I, I thought it was crazy that you said you were bored during this episode, because I thought it was, like, by far the most entertaining. I've, most, I've been entertained by a Girlmates World episode in a long time. Yeah, season three is definitely falling flat a lot. Yeah. But why don't you say your grade, though? Yeah, uh, so I, I'm thinking, like, a B, B+. Plus. I, I still think that the episode has issues. I think the comedy is the high point for me. I think the use of Augie was the best it's been all season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, at least... Okay, so I think we can we can all agree that the, the final couple minutes kind of screwed up the lessons to some degree. Uh, but I think at least they, in, in a season where Riley was overly controlling throughout the entire thing, at least they were calling you mean a it... a show? Yeah. Well, no, but specifically the season is the yeah, main yeah. problem. Uh, they, Took a new high. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there in that moat I mean, somewhere. The thing, is, the thing that's crazy <laughs> is that in season one, they called it out in Maya's mother like as like her, her big issue, and like yeah. it's continued throughout, but now they're like more specifically like trying to deal with it. I appreciated that. Uh, I I appreciated. Riley just has to keep learning the same lesson yeah. over and over. We collectively have to keep learning the same yeah. lesson. At the same over time, that was never really like like I understand that. Yes, she's kind of had to deal with this before. I still feel like this was the like the most. It was actually specifically about control. Like she's had control issues, but she's never learned that lesson in the past. That was the issue with those past episodes. And so I think that the actual message is involved here about that you have to let go of control at some degree, that all you can really try to control is how you react to stuff, I think is pretty meaningful. I also I liked some of the stuff that Topanga was saying about how when you don't have control, that's when you really learn about who you are. And, uh, you know, in the video I was talking about how I, I connected that as someone who recently lost a parent. And when you realize that nothing is in your control at all, that's when you realize that all you can do is react to things, and that's how you know who you are. And I think the health class stuff was good. I think that the wording from the health teacher... Was suspect. Um, the 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 the, sus. the way um, the message that he was trying to convey, I think, was positive. The wording was poor. 
Um, he specifically says that you're completely in control of how you... I wrote it down. But it's something to the degree of, like, you're completely in so control... you wrote control. it down, but you're not going to yes. read it. <laughs> you're completely in control of what becomes of your body. Okay. And I so I immediately tweeted, rape, illness, murder, uh, assault... Genetics, disability. Mental genetics. illness. Yeah, like... What? Like, he, he didn't mean that. What he meant was, like, because he, he started, he lists off, like, four things, and the last yeah. one is, the well, like, how, what becomes of it. Yeah. If he just said, how you take care of it, how you nourish it, yeah. well, that's it, fine. It was about abstinence, so. I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you have sexual die. You get pregnant and you die. Yeah. Hashtag uh, freaks and geeks. So, oh, I thought it, I thought it. girls. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was funny. I really liked it. I thought Maya was great. Um, like, like I said, season three is definitely falling flat. I'm glad we're over the triangle, but there was, there's been no payoff for it. So like, yeah. there was no point. The whole, the triangle was garbage. Luke is having two girlfriends is garbage. <laughs> and now he has Luke, none. Yeah. <laughs> Luke is having a pretend gr- girlfriend is still garbage. Smackle is more of his girlfriend than Riley at this point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least she likes him. Um, I just thought the episode was fine. It, like... I think the messages are really muddled. I think it's so frustrating to not know what's Disney's fault and what's, like, just out of the creator's minds. Yeah. And how... As far as the health class stuff. And by right, out of exactly. their minds, you mean they are out of their minds, or... <laughs> exactly. I'm... I hate saying this, because I really, like, I originally... I love Rowan. Yeah. I still love Rowan. Yeah. I originally really liked Riley, and I still like her at points, but, like... Riley is only like, when she shuts her mouth. <laughs> oh God! No, 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 no! But like, Riley is kind of wearing on me as a character. Yeah. I just I thought the episode was funny. It had great parts, yeah. but like I just th- didn't think it was anything special. Like I don't know if yeah. I'll look back on the show and remember this episode. Yeah. I will say this: when I watch the episodes without you guys, or when I watch almost any comedy by myself, I almost never laugh out loud. That's just not how I react to comedy. Yeah. I laughed out loud three times during this episode. Nice. So and, like, yeah, I really appreciate things yeah. that can do that to me as well. Yeah. Like if I'm reading something or watching something and I'm alone and I laugh out loud, or if I start crying, yeah. which is more common. <laughs> what if you're alone and you hear laughing from elsewhere in the house? <laughs> then I cry. <laughs> That's why it's so much more common. You, that happens way more often than you think. Uh-huh. Someone Jeez, he hears laughter everywhere. Someone, please help me. Um, so Grady. Yes, yeah, so now okay. uh, once they stop laughing in the background. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna give it a B minus C plus. Okay, all right. That's like what you've done like most of these recent episodes. It's because they're all okay. They're, I I agree with you. It's yeah. just like. It's going to be really unfortunate if and when the season three is the last season. Yeah. Because, like, what what episode is this? This is 14. 14? Yeah. Out of how many? I think 21. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. We're, 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 we're two, thir- two thirds of the way through. Okay. Um, I feel about this episode much in the way that I did it with the last episode in that was although... That um, no, was that No, no, no. That was, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yes. I just said that was that a bear because there was some noise out the window. <laughs> was like, that a bear? Was that a bear? <laughs> we have had a lot of squirrels recently, though. So, Keith, you feel yeah. that way? Yes, I do. Because although there were a lot of highs, I felt that they were isolated. And even though there were great moments that I think did send uh, it home, overall, I felt it was cluttered in that the sub-messages and sort of sub-themes were only loosely connected and then I, I don't think were fully realized and that really hurts the good stuff for me so I'm going to go what I think is the same as last time which is C-. That is the same as last time, yeah. Because, I think you're crazy. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of it but like especially when we get the things where 
the whole point is learn to not control things, which is interesting in itself, but I think that it's been oversimplified here because there are definitely things that you need to try to influence and, and in a way control. Mm-hmm. Not everything, but you know, but you need to have that. You need to say those words that sometimes you can't control everything, not you can never control anything. Do you know what I mean? I suppose, yeah. I mean, I, I have to say this. Like, I do not think the disparity between this episode and Jessica is an A to a C minus. I think that's crazy. Okay. Well. I think the messages in this episode are better than the Jessica messages. I don't. And, so. that the, and the humor is on par. I don't because like, when they say, like, so then you... The messages in Jessica were just as messed up. You just thought the humor was funnier. It was that much funnier, though, I think. I don't think so. Because I think that the humor was more isolated here. So I but, disagree. I thought I was the right Wow. You're wrong, Keith. Okay. What's <laughs> <laughs> I going to say? Let's get into the episode. No, I'm no, trying to talk. Hey, whoa. Hey, whoa. Hey, whoa. When you have an episode that says, you know, you can't control everything... And then when she learns her lesson, the first thing she does is run off to the things she can't control and be like, uh, I'm okay with this now, and I just want to let you know that I'm going to smile at you, and I like you anyways. And then she, and then the universe of the show has her smiling back, as mm-hmm. in she did influence and control it. Even if nothing comes of it, the universe well, of the show would well, have you say... See, but I, don't, I, don't, I definitely think she should have left that girl alone. And then, I agree with and that. And then the worst thing is like... Okay, everybody, no matter what you're doing, wake up at 5.30 a.m. 7 a.m. Meet, meet me here. <laughs> Still, and, it's a weekend, and even I don't want to wake up at 7 a.m. We're going to have our little red balloons, and everybody, make a wish and let it go. Zay, you don't want to? Oh, you have to. This is one of those things yes. that's not... It's in my control. It's not in your control. Yeah. <laughs> and just in general, Riley's insane. Yeah, and like, so insane. Like, I kind of... Like, you guys definitely felt this way more before and this season and stuff, than or... I did. Oh, you're, what are you talking about? I think about? just that she's insane. Yeah, yeah. But, like, honestly, if I was someone in Riley's class and I wasn't a part of her weird little group that I'm glad I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be like, wow, what the hell is wrong with... Like, honestly, Riley would be really bullied if she was went to any other yeah. normal school. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's, she's kind insane. of a bully in her own right, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, oh, yeah. So I definitely think that the balloon scene, like, totally negates... Any of the positivity from this episode. Or Topanga's part. Yeah. Well, I, I disagree the, about the ta- Well, the problem is, like... I, I, no, I think the Topanga thing is perfect. I love the Topanga tag. Hey, before a joke, right? Yeah. But the problem but, is... But the thing is, as far as the message goes. For no, me? No, but I think for, that's the whole point. That's the thing we always hope for, is they give you the message, but then they're like... Because that's the whole thing, is she's, she's trying to preach the positive thing, but she has a character flaw and can't get over right. it. Okay, if, but I think Topanga would have been fine if Riley had learned I, I just feel that yeah. there, there wasn't a single scenario or scene... In which the thing that they said was going to happen was actually fulfilled. I don't think anyone actually learned the lesson, or it was ever shown to have been learned. Well, so, okay, so Riley, well, Riley never learns lessons. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think that if you took the balloon out, like, because the balloon, the, here's the biggest problem: is that I was excited that they were talking about Riley's control, right? Yeah. Uh, because she's been trying to control her friends yeah. way too much, and the takeaway from that balloon scene is: well, I can't control everything, but I can control you people. And, yeah. like, so that, and that is... that's the one thing she yeah. needs to stop controlling. Yeah, it's the main... Like, what else is she been controlling other than these like, people? Like, think, the, think about the first two episodes of this season. <laughs> to me, the legacy of high school yeah. is, like, one of yeah, the worst... Yeah, it's like... Okay, th- I like, disagree. Thinking of the theme of high school, though, yeah, yeah like, fail... Yeah, the Romance world has failed. Yeah, I, I agree with They're that. They're all getting F's. I think, no you're, one's going to I think you're forgetting how many high points there were in that in that in those episodes. There was really good comedy. The Ava stuff was solid. I, I think that 
I agree that the message of it was not great, uh, but I think that there was a lot of good nuggets thrown okay, in there. I'm just saying, as, as a subjective thing, yeah. when I think back at Girl Meets World, and like one of the th- first things that comes to my mind is, oh god, high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh god, the triangle. <laughs> so all this anger, guys, it was yeah. a fun episode. Like how we're mad at things that weren't even... <laughs> <laughs> It was a fun episode, guys. It, it was, was in right. the middle. It was funny. Yeah. No, in the beginning. The Dude, beginning why don't we go really through funny. the episode and you can prove us wrong? I liked the beginning. All right, start, start. It was a good beginning. Okay. The, okay. You cry? So, so <laughs> Maya is pretending to be interested in people. I, I and, agree with her on a spiritual level on this. And I like when she says, I'm still learning Zay. It's Zay, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Sabrina was really great this yeah. episode. Yeah, Sabrina, I think, I think, is the MVP of this yeah. episode. She was the bomb. Sabrina and Cece, I think, carried this yeah. episode. Well, I think the thing we should mention is last week, we were like, Maya's the worst part of it. You know what? It was such a... Tr- like, no, because she was, though. That's yeah. the thing is. So it's funny that that, that switch yeah. there. Um, I So I really liked the intro because it felt kind of back to basics, where it's Riley and Maya Chilling and being, being funny, being weird, yeah. and Maya's the adult... Riley's the stupid child, and like I, I, I've missed like I mean the one part that I can agree with Maya not having stopped being herself is that what we loved so much in the first half of season one, which is she's above it all, she's mm. mature, she's rolling her eyes at Riley, right? And that this is that. this is the first time where I felt that in a long time, but I don't think that it happened because he became Riley. I think that it happened. It was set up. It happened with Josh, honestly. <laughs> like that was the first time where I felt like it went down the drain. Uh, yeah. So, I wish Josh was never introduced to this series. I mean, that would be a little weird. They could just do a different no, thing I, with his character. Okay, but, I wish that Josh yeah. was never written the way that he yeah. was. She also has the thing about we all have lice. I get, we'll have lice if we meet everybody every day. We all have lice yeah. right now. No, no yeah, but I really like jokes. that because, like, honestly, yeah. too many friends. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, then I thought it was interesting. You brought up how, if in real life, if you met Riley, you'd be like, oh my god. And that's why I actually did like this random girl being like, just being like, reacting to her like a normal human being would react yeah, exactly. to Riley. Like, I would say not it, even. It kind of, it like, not quite, but kind of like the character in the like Disney movies breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Or like, have you seen Enchanted? No. Oh, but well, I know the yeah, no, Okay, I've well, well there, yeah, there's one part where they're all in like Central Park. Mm-hmm. And um, the Disney princess starts singing, and everyone is joining in, and there's birds, and yeah. and like once someone else starts singing the same song as her, he's like, "Oh, does he know this song too? How does everyone know this song? What's going on?" Yeah. And like, that's who this girl is to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this girl, I don't even think reacted enough for it to be realistic. You would be like, "Who I- took this girl off the leash? <laughs> like what?" Like, what, what is she know. doing? I, well, I didn't, well, I think, like, also not try, trying to not cause a scene and, like, yeah. trying to get away as quickly as possible and, oh, no, she yeah. knows where my locker is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, I think that the girl could have been better, but, like, I liked some of the stuff, like, her being, like, so, like wow. Like, yeah, just, like, that. it was just, like, understated. Wow. Like, and so Riley's just super, I did like Riley being, like, I like your knees. Good knees. <laughs> nice knees. <laughs> There was um, some weird writing. I mean, the thing that really confused us in the promo of her talking to Maya. Yeah. I don't, like, that's still, it didn't get better. Well, so, Caitlin always understood it. What, what do you think? So, this is the line where he goes, where the girl goes, I don't like her at all. She's yeah. saying it to Maya. But why? But in response to Riley, that's why I was confused. She didn't say anything. Because she was like, well, this girl's insane. I can't say it to her. I can't even talk to her. She's, like, talking to a wall. Yeah. So, she said it to the more normal-seeming Maya. But if that yeah. was the truth, why would she not say, like... 
what happened to her? Or like, you know, like, yeah, can, can you I bring her back? Can you like put her somewhere else? I see where you're coming from, but it definitely just... stuck out to me as strange, personally. Okay. I wonder uh, if it was a true editing thing that actually did get cut in the episode. You know what the, what the promo did make me think that this was going to be, though? That it totally, that it totally No, that it totally wasn't, though. What? Is that Maya had a friend. Oh. And... Doesn't that didn't that like was and, was, cool and, and was introducing her to Riley? That would actually be good. Um, and she like was like, "Wow, line. Maya, who is this girl?" Yeah, like that's what I thought the episode. Was Imagine be. how interesting it would be though if if Maya had a friend who she was friends with that didn't like Riley and he never liked Riley. And she, she had to and, keep them yeah, and, and she was like, but he didn't like hate Riley. Just but, I don't want to be with her. Yeah, right I'm just now. like yeah. I'm not a, like sorry, like sorry, yeah. like that's I, a weird, I find her kind of annoying. That's like, a that's a weird and her? hard situation. Um, as someone who was in my situation, my junior and senior year of high school, I had two completely separate friend groups that never hung out with each other. Would sometimes talk bad about each other, and I would tell them not to. And like, but the thing is, is like. God, it's just it's just a weird situation. Yeah. I, I empathize with someone who's in that situation because like both of them are good to you, and they're both bad to each other. It's not like oh, yeah. like, one group of friends is bad mouthing the other. It's like they're both bad mouthing each yeah. other, and you're in the middle. I've been there. And, so. and because you're talking about me and Dan specifically, we'd bad mouth each other when you were with yeah. Each other. Yeah, God, I hate it so Obby. much. Could you guys please <laughs> calm down? Just get along. So they're only doing it for the show, guys. <laughs> so Riley melts down. And so this is the I wrote down the specific lines from Maya that I liked and that reminded me of season one. Maya, yeah. um, she says, "We're out in the world now. You're gonna have to face the, the little setbacks. You can't control the world, and you can't control all other people. The only thing you can control is your own reaction to what goes on." That and was her just cute like sing-songy voice. Yeah. That was awesome, and they were so cute to each other. And Maya, Maya. was Raya, This was great, Raya. Yeah. And that's the thing. I like these lines are like. Like, we'll talk about later, like, well, actually, I talked already about the health teacher having, like, (laughs) taking off the clothes, guys. Um, It's a jacket! I have three shirts under this! (laughs) I talked about, you know, with the health teacher, how I got the message he was aiming for, but the specific wording I felt was bad. This, I think, the wording actually makes sense, and I'm a fan of. For the most part, yeah. yeah. She was perfectly positioned to hold Riley. I mean, like, this was a good scene. uh, Lay your head down, little nut job. Yeah, pretty great. (laughs) See, Riley is good when she has Maya. Yeah. I also, I like a lot of the, um, like, little direction things in these first couple scenes. We have... Uh, I liked using the depth of the of the set when it starts with them at that back mm. thing, and we see the kids rocking in the front. Yeah, they um, move forward, and then the layers kind of shift, and everybody goes beyond them. We also have some high angles later on with the whole smackle and thing. Lucas say Farkle and Smackle. There's too many characters. Yeah. All come up from the whole the pit, the yeah. hole, whatever it is. The pit, down to the pit. So okay, so then we have the whole thing with Farkle. What with the three, everybody picking up. The girls, and then Smackle trying to pick up Farkle, and then dragging Farkle. I thought that was fun. I thought it was fun. I really Riley expected... was hopeless. Maya was using Zay, and yeah. wow, Farkle and Smackle. I really expected uh, Maya to like kick Zay or something, like like reject him, yeah, because she's like independent. But I guess not anymore. No, but I think I think the joke. I get where you're coming from, and I actually I expected that from Maya too. But I also understand. 
Um, I'm neutral on it because I understand her feet were tired. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. If, if they hadn't set it up with my, my legs are asleep, I would have had more of an issue with I it. I know, but I yeah. can't help but think it's like an actual shipping. Because, you know, it's not about shipping. Yeah. So they have to make the character that was like a like kind of in a semi-shipping moment yeah. with her be the one that carries her. Yeah, that, that was the thing I thought was, was kind of funny, is that they're setting them up as like a ship thing, but she doesn't know his name. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like, you know, teasing, and that's like, oh, but I really, I don't like she him. She wasn't saying it to No, I know, but it's like... <laughs> you guys should have seen Keith doing that. <laughs> oh, no. I don't well, know. we'll take a video of it. Either way, I thought it, was, I thought it was fun. Then we go to the health class, and uh, Keith pointed out something really funny with the blackboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, as, as soon as I went over the blackboard, I was like, why does it say Mr. Matthews erased under everything? And you said it, can't, it comes back later yeah. in the episode. Uh, this is what happens when you film out of order and don't erase Clean your correctly. set. <laughs> Who's in charge of cleaning the set? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Also, you were like, why, why are there lewd drawings and end up being a foot drawing? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, it was sex ed. Okay, so Supposed then, to be, at least. What did you guys think of the health teacher? Uh, so he starts off with this whole thing, I, I don't want to meet your parents, I don't want to meet you. Uh, Can I say something that I'm sure you guys didn't pick up? Well, not, like, I just feel like... You're sure we didn't pick up on, because we're a bunch of morons. <laughs> no, I just feel like, he, knowing you guys, you'd probably have less of an issue with it. Okay. That I thought that they were they were kind of body shaming him, but they... Oh. Um, in the beginning, because Riley looks at him and she's like, what's that? I and think... then, but then towards the end, he's like, you know, you only get the one body, and he does, like, a yeah. little pose. I thought, I, I did think about the one body thing, especially because I, well, I actually thought it was interesting that they were, they picked an actor to look like this to tell you to take care of your body. That is, that is kind of the stereotype of like, teachers, like, though. Yeah. Retrospective knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, well, that's... Well, honestly, it is a stereotype, and I've seen this a lot. That, well, that was uh, Gym my... teachers yeah. are out of shape. Yeah. That, that was my kind of key point in response to that, is that I think that more than anything else, it is the stereotype of the fat old guy that yells at you as you run around the track. Yeah. And so it, I think hey, more he than... he was in shape in his football days. Yeah. <laughs> Back when they were still I, stuck to weaves in, their, I had in the to. toilet. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it really is, it just, it. Michael Jacobs, I think that one of the biggest things that his production suffer from, and I don't know if it is him, but it just mm. it happens to be is a a lot of these things fall back on old stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these character types are, well, here's the the fat, bombastic gym coach, you know? Yeah. And so, I, I liked this guy, though. No, no, I do yeah. think no, that I, it I did, did like get better. Too, yeah. It definitely did get better, but I just think that when he came out and they were reacting that way, they were reacting that way because it was that. Yeah. Yeah, I can he see that. He didn't have a great intro, but I did like him in the end. Yeah. I, I, well, here's the thing. Uh, we, we have some comments about this. Later talking about, like, did he do too much of a switcheroo? I, I think that they did better with him than they've done with other people in the past. But yes. But I think that <laughs> I think they should have slightly toned down some of his lines in this opening thing. Even mm. though I thought a lot of them were funny, I think that they went a little too far um, with him being too mean so so that the, the turnaround yeah. didn't feel totally natural. I would have yeah, much I rather agree. him not have been mean at all, mm. just be a little bit crass, crass. but yeah. not mean. That way it's really Riley who is being controlling yeah. and is at fault in the, in the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Because you don't have somebody who's mean and then comes back, you know, all philosophical. Yeah. I think she was definitely... Um... Here's the thing is he never got actually got into teaching when she said all those things. So I think she did make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Right. And that's I just think that they should have left it as that. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, Riley, you're the person that you want everyone to like you, and yet you're making assumptions about someone as soon as they walk in the room. Well, speaking of high school, I did think, I mean, why does she assume, oh, these these bullying high schoolers, they really want to teach me something... And you guys have to believe that they're actually good in the end, but he but doesn't the teacher. think about that with a teacher. Yeah. I, I mean, that is... Because it, it's only okay if it works for Riley in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I did, so I did like... Uh, Farkle fainting is, is a, an easy go-to, but I did like him saying he is the only one here who knows what he's doing. <laughs> I thought that was pretty I funny. Yes, I was kind of over it. The Farkle fainting thing, I really don't like because of the way they've set up his character, especially in relationship stuff. And I just think that it's so tired yeah. well, to have the skinny that... kid be the one that's the loser, the one that doesn't know about, you know, sex and about yeah. you know, girls, the one who's the one that, you know, oh, I'm the one that's not going to carry the girl, this is the one that the girl's going to carry yeah, me. Yeah. And I think that it would have been a lot funnier if it was Zay or Lucas that yeah. had some reaction. Because how many times did Farkle fall over? Three or four times? Yeah, yeah. three three times. Well, his, oh, four times if you count him falling on top of Smackle at the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I meant, yeah. like, fainting. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't think Farkle fainting was funny, but I thought his response, I thought the, the teacher's response to it I thought was funny. I think him, yeah, that line... But I totally understand your issue, Keith. Yeah. And I actually agree. It would have been funnier if it was Lucas, and, like, Lucas's voice cracked when he if he had to read something out of the yeah. textbook. No, yeah, I, that I, was so much funnier. Yeah. I, well, that's and the thing. Lucas could have, well, like, I mean, Peyton could have definitely pulled that yeah. off. And I think that, I mean, that's, that was, I think that's a great point, because... Like, the point of comedy is not to do the expected thing when it's it's usually funny when you don't expect it from that character. As yeah. you know, instead Defying of just being expectations. Like, yeah, exactly. Especially because when you have sort of coming out of the wreckage of the original Minkus yeah. and how that sort of like you know, grazed over how like all the characters were mean to him, but that was never a problem. Yeah. It was only Harley being the stereotype of a bully. Yeah. Uh, you know, the costume of a bully, bullying Corey and Sean, that was the only thing that needed to be addressed. Yeah. And um like, defying expectations. That's why Smackle's bit was mostly funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you don't expect that from... Yeah. Well, okay, we kind of do expect from, that from From her specifically. But... but not from, like... But when you look at someone who looks like Smackle, yeah. necessarily, necessarily... Especially because she's, like, the so, geek, so, so, too. Right. Yeah. So then we cut to... Uh, Riley's explaining what she learned at, at the dinner table, and Augie reacts... <laughs> And I, that was one of my first Augie points. Augie is now the most enlightened six-year-old in Mrs. Pig's class. <laughs> I was definitely one of the moments that made me laugh out loud the first time. Because I, I also wasn't expecting him to even be at that conversation. Well, yeah, that was a good <laughs> and, um, Yeah, exactly. Defying expectations. Because uh, you could easily just see cutting to Corey freaking out. Like, yeah. he knows this now. Like, mm. um... So I want to. And talk- they haven't even reacted to her dating yet. They're not. Well, that's because she's not dating. They're not. Oh my god, <laughs> this show is silly. I'm uh, gonna be nice and I'm gonna say that it's silly. <laughs> so I want to talk about the Augie thing and that nobody, like the parents, were a little worried about him telling other people, but like he, Corey was never upset that she said that in front of Augie, mm. which sort of implies that the writers don't think this is a problem for six-year-olds to know about. Uh, as opposed to, I assume, Disney, who says you can't actually talk about these things because you're going to have six-year-olds watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think that's an interesting point. Like, what do you think? When it becomes a joke, especially one that's revealed visually, yeah. I don't know that you can trust anything that's derived from that logic because, it, especially on Gourmet's Road, like, when you have one-offs and jokes like that, yeah. 
especially when things happen that are in direct opposition to the main message of the show, mm. you have to believe that one-offs are just one-offs sometimes. I don't, I don't think you have to. I think you, you could argue that. But I, I think you could also argue that, that if they strongly believed that kids like Aki are too young to get anywhere near this topic, I don't think they would make a joke about it. Or, yeah, they probably... Or they, Corey would have said, Augie, close your ears, or, like, Augie, get out of the room. Yeah. yeah I guess so. You know, I mean... So I, I, I think that what you're saying has some merit, and maybe it's not the show as a whole, but maybe it's someone who had more control in this particular episode. Yeah. But it still shows a little bit more of an upswing than what we usually get, especially in this episode. Upswing. Interestingly, this episode is also written by the same person who wrote last week's episode. And yeah. I see that in the writing yeah, style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I mean, I, I mean, we haven't even really talked. About, I guess we'll wait until we get into like maybe the smack will talk talk about what we actually think about what they're learning. Mm. And so okay, I'll hold off on that. How great was the censored thing, though? That was to good. back up a little that bit. That was good. No, that's that's later. Oh well, yeah. I don't remember yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> well, maybe if you looked at your outline, Keith. Maybe if I did, Dan. <laughs> um, okay, so then Topanga has her breakdown. I did really like Maya putting her to bed. Yeah, we're back to her being the straight man. Yeah, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah and, I want this to. I want the, that to be how I remember Maya's character, not as yeah. some insane person with psychosis who well, thought they were Riley. <laughs> well, the other thing is, I like like so she's being. We talked about the the overly cutesiness thing last week. Yeah. The thing is, I think that it worked better this week because it was like sarcastic cutesy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like like he and was not be, actually he was, trying to be like, "Hey, everyone, look at me! I'm so cute." Yeah, he was like I'm so cute. He was like making fun of it you know like he was yeah. in on the joke i think that worked really well uh i did think uh, we can talk about i i think that daniel fischel's acting and and the lines they gave her for her breakdown were not great i did kind of i like i personally liked her acting when maya was putting her to sleep i had no issues with Topanga's acting specifically or her writing necessarily it was just her um in the context of this episode that was the problem Okay. I kind of do, because when I think back to the lessons that she did learn, especially when she turns into kind of that preachy mode where it's like, well, girls, you know, later in the episode, mm -hmm. remember this, and I've learned yeah. this lesson, here's why you don't need to, just listen to my time, yeah. and you just get it, magic. Yeah. So I just think that when I think about when it actually happened in a Boy Meets World and how it was like, oh, and there's good stuff, you know, in there, but I feel like they're cheating the audience by not actually showing things, and I think that... Her acting was not... I, I just don't feel like Daniel's heart was in it. And the writing was like... It glazes over. It makes it too cartoony. And mm. I... Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I just... Because we get back... Because we, we, we just always land back into the whole yeah. like... The wife is the shrew. And mm. the guy is the idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because you were saying like... Oh, Topanga gives this lesson. Learn it magic. And I realized that... Corey and Topanga see, see Riley trying to take control. And then taking control... Uh, uh, Augie's uh, report mm. of yeah. what life means to me. Yeah. And um, and he fails. And it's like Topanga was using that as a learning lesson for Riley. Which he let but, Augie fail. Yeah, but, but let Augie suffer. You, let Augie suffer. You could see it that way. It's I personally read it as... She said, I'm going to help Augie with his work. He, maybe she didn't, like, double... Maybe she trusted her daughter <laughs> unintelligently and didn't think that she'd actually write it for him. But It was clearly the work of a fifth grader. <laughs> that was really good. That, that was, that was yeah. one of the better jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because 
this connects, so yeah. don't stop me, Dan. Rowan today tweeted the three fictional characters that remind that represent her, define her, and one of them was Sailor Moon, and actually in that moment totally reminded me of Usagi and how she does in school. I know we have people that listen to us that know Sailor Moon, Dan. Well, the yes. better part of that was, what, what, I forget, I can't yeah, pronounce Am- it. Amelie. Yeah, and we read the synopsis of that <laughs> yeah. movie. It was about a girl that manipulates everybody and controls everything around her. <laughs> Okay, we so love ba- you, Rowan. I want to take a step back to what we were talking about with Topanga as far as... Maybe you guys can throw out some episodes where Topanga was particularly controlling, but to me it kind of came the off... A? Well, yeah, but that was, like, very specific. Like, like, do you think that it was, like, a core part of her character in Boy Meets World? Uh, at the end it was. At the okay. end. Um, um, I'm in seasons what is the name? five through seven. Okay. What is the name of the episode when they go to the Shangri-La? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where he wants, like, everything that to be That literally more is. A, that yeah. whole episode is about okay. that. Okay. I, I felt a little overstated in this And me. the, like, episode yeah. where Corey finally sees her butt. Yeah. Is I, that controlling? No, no, no. It's, well, it's just that they, like, they're not going to have a conversation yeah. about the sex life. It's just... Yeah. And, like, in the prom episode, they talk about that, too. Like, oh, he's going to wait until I'm ready. Yeah. Well, and they, it's like, and it's like, okay, like, there are problems in that because it should be a conversation between the couple. Yeah. In the dinner party episode in particular, yeah. uh, I think the biggest thing is, like, well, I, you know, I'm using your razor, you know, I'm using your toothbrush. Mm. You don't have to say in that, but, you know, your everything that's, you know, basically what's yeah. yours is mine, but what's mine is mine. So sort of kind of also like the, the, the Christmas episode where she took over, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'm just forgetting I'm some sensing stuff. a theme here, <laughs> yeah. Dan. Yes, okay, I'm just forgetting some stuff. I that will Christmas say, episode, man. I don't hate that one. Not one of the best. <laughs> I think it's okay. Good parts, not yeah. good overall. Um, I felt bad for everyone in that episode. <laughs> I think that, um... I don't know that I totally agree with you that it, that it came into the true and the and the stupid husband because I think that it it hinted of it. I, it. There were pieces of it, but I think that that just make that making her controlling and calling her out as controlling is not usually the norm. That it usually is that she's know. controlling and that's considered normal because this husband needs to be controlled. So like <laughs> I, to me, it's it's all part of the same thing yeah. because in, usually what makes a stereotype live so long is that it goes. The commentary on it goes yeah. back and forth in such a shallow pan yeah. that it's all like, well, it's okay because we're calling it out, you yeah. know? All right, moving on. So, Corey ends up being their teacher. Um, oh, as is a given. I didn't want that to happen at all, and I knew it was. If, I thought it was really funny. I thought, I thought Corey's part in this whole But thing I don't want to really hear funny. about my body from Corey either. <laughs> but you didn't, so it's okay. But that's bad, too. All right, so this is when we get into the smackle bleeping incident oh my. of 2016. <laughs> uh, what, okay, what are our thoughts here? Pretty great. Smackle bleep 2K16. <laughs> um, but, but let's talk more about the, the health class aspect that I, when I was first walking up for the first half of this episode, I was like, is this puberty? Is it sex? Like, what are they actually talking? Because if it was puberty, I was like, isn't this kind of late for this? We learned about... There what... were gestures. Yeah. <laughs> Farkle, Farkle's voice has already changed. Yeah, I mean, I mean... You know, you should probably learn about what's going to happen to your body before, before you have the happy changes happening. Yeah, I mean, Lucas is 34. Yeah. Um, but that's what, I mean, like, when, when Riley said this is what's going to happen to our bodies, at first I always thought it was they were talking about puberty. But I think that the bleeping thing... Pretty explicitly. Pretty explicitly so, yeah. is talking about sex. Yeah, it's just... It, the, I think the problem is because, like, smackle bleeping is fine, and I think that that could have been shorter, and yeah. that could have been just a one-off funny thing mm. in conjunction with actually getting at least a little snippet of knowledge. Like yeah. in, um, 
because sex can be funny. Sex yeah. can be really funny. Just ask any comedian ever. <laughs> exactly. I, I think like, it was artfully handled, though. Yeah. I know. It's just like, okay, like, think about Boy Meets World, like, the episode by Hook or by Crook, which is where Corey is learning about the Philippines tube. Or, <laughs> or uh, Wake Up Little Corey. It's like, yeah. where so puberty, sex, you know, Well, all also of that. even the, the wolf episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. The biggest thing is, though, the episode... I want my period monster! <laughs> but the biggest thing about that is, the episode wasn't about that. Yeah. But it should be, well, if they're gonna try it. Because now they're gonna be like, well, we did the sex ed yeah. episode. No, an episode should be. I don't know if this one should have been. I, yeah. For me, this is one of the things that, like, this is one of the greatest parts of the episode, but it has almost nothing to do with the theme of the episode. Dan will disagree. I know they, yeah. they, they, they kind of tried to connect it, and I see where it's going. But the, at the same time, you, they didn't do the sex ed episode. Yeah. And they I yeah. guarantee well, if we tweeted GMW writers, they would have said, well, back here in ninth grade, we've covered that topic. No, no, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I think... Now I'm upset. <laughs> well, look, again, like you said, it's, it's, it's painful that we don't know what is on Disney and what is on the writers. Like, what, 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 what fault is on them. Because yeah. the way I take it, and the way that I personally feel about this episode, I, I don't know, but the way it came off is they did as much as they could. And that I, I'm not saying that's enough, but I'm glad that they at least did that. And I think the, that we have a broader discussion outside of Girl Meets World specifically to talk about why can't we talk about these things to kids. The biggest problem with we that should... is, it is it has nothing to do with the words they use in this case, if you're talking about the best that they could to make it exist at all, yeah. is that it has nothing to do with any one character in any single situation. It was used as a weird general topic mm. about you control what your body does or whatever. Yeah. And it's not about a character growing up coming-of-age story, what this means to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in any yeah. Sense. So even if they do the thing where they bleep it out and it's funny and it's a joke because yeah. of that, they still don't have it like what this character is doing and how that connects to their scenario. Yeah, yeah. what if like... Corey's now freaked out that Riley's dating Lucas, so he comes Except into so he comes into her room one night, like before bed, and he tries to have the talk and fails. Yeah. And then the next time, and then the next day is health class, and they're trying yeah. to have this topic. And then Riley hangs out with Lucas, and now she's super awkward because it's constantly on her mind because it's like it's everywhere now yeah. because you know she's at that age. And then at the end. Topanga, and I'm sorry, this kind of falls into your um, stereotype, yeah. but it's more because it's Topanga, not because of the stereotype, though. Yeah. We can have that discussion. But Topanga actually comes in and gives Riley the, the actual talk. Yeah. And, like, to whatever degree that they can, whatever. But, like, I don't know, don't, I feel like... I, you know what I think would be funnier? Is if Maya locked uh, Corey and Riley in a room together and said, you have to have this talk. And then they were just like awkwardly trying to avoid it. And there's like a montage of them trying to avoid it. And they like get on the internet. (laughs) Actually, better than that is I think that maybe for different reasons, Maya needs it herself. Mm. Because maybe whether Katie doesn't know how to approach it or is too busy, Mm. you know, she has not been sat down herself. And so she has a sort of different perspective on it so she yeah. knows things that uh, Riley doesn't know but yeah. not from a, the same kind of a, like not from a authority, not yeah. Yeah. positive like thing. how yeah. Riley wants to learn this in a delicate manner yeah, yeah. Uh, okay like so, I never got the talk when I from my parents yeah. still I'm waiting also uh, check out our, our hiatus podcast Boy Meets Band episodes where we talked about this topic a lot when we were talking about the band episodes of Boy Meets World yeah we should um link that in yes yeah um <laughs> And tweet, tweet yeah. that. I do... Here, okay, so I want to sort of rephrase what I was saying. When I'm saying... I'm not saying that, like, artfully, 
this is the best they could do. Yeah. I'm just saying, as far as t- trying to talk about the topic, but not but being shackled, I think that they they jumped, they like tiptoed around it enough that I feel like I'm not saying that like artistically it was yeah, the best I mean, thing ever, but to like, be a good joke. Yeah, but I don't know if it was enough to have anything to do with uh, worth being part of the message. Yeah. Whatever like, that is. I, like, I remember By Hook or By Crook. I remember Wake Up Little Boy yeah. and the Halloween episode. I don't think I'm going to remember this episode. Well, see, uh, okay, I think the difference is that for me, I think I will remember it, but I'll remember it for the comedy. I will not remember it for the poignant lesson that it taught me. So I'll, I'll say I can agree with you there. That those, the reasons I remember... Well, I remember the Halloween episode mostly for the yeah, comedy. Well, that, that's but a, that's, all, but that's then a good it had point. the twist. Yeah. But, but, a good twist. <laughs> well, I agree. So, but like, but I don't remember, like, I don't even remember what happens in that Eric episode aside from the Eric discussion that much, honestly. I don't think that that episode is as funny as this episode. So I remember that because it was powerful. They were talking to little kids about something real. Mm. Uh, I'll remember this because I thought it was funny. and I, I, I don't think you really really explained what Eric was talking about. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. For the podcast. So, in, uh, we tweeted this out for, uh, from a tweet from uh, Megan at Motley. Um, Motley? Motley crew. And it was a, a thing from season one, episode 13 of Boy Meets World. I think it was eight. No, it was 13. Okay. And it was Eric talking about when you go to high school, there's going to be peer pressure, there's going to be drugs, there's going to be smoking, maybe you'll do it, who knows what... Like, that's, that's the best part of that, is not just saying, like put the fear of God into yeah, you. Like, maybe it's, you will. Like, yeah, yeah, put the fear of yourself into yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you might do it just so you know. Be prepared. Like, you know, like... Yeah, and Corey says, like, we're not into that stuff. He's like, not right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I remember that for that poignant thing. I, I, I think that the way they handled this comedically, I thought was strong and was a strong thing. But I, I can agree, thinking about it deeper, that, yeah, it would be really nice to have an episode that talks about this stuff and that's the serious part yeah. of it. I think the greatest thing about that Eric scene is that, yeah, it's a little cheesy and pretty after-schooly. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a really good example of it. Like, it's yeah. like, you could describe it and be like, oh, yeah, it's an after-school special. But in, you know, practice, it was like, it was good, you know? And the other thing is that, I, I mean, it was good for kids, is what I would say. Yeah. I don't think that that scene necessarily works that well for adults. Well, but it's I, not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, but, that's what, but my point is, but even, I mean, even like, to me, on like an entertainment level or okay. whatever, right? But it's one of those things where I see it, and even though I go, oh, this is aimed at kids, yeah. I go, I'm glad this is aimed at kids. Yeah. I'm glad that they sent this to kids, and this is an important message to send to kids, as opposed to when I see things that are aimed at kids, and I go, this is terrible, why aren't you saying real things to them? Yeah, it's kind of frustrating, and, like, I know I'm coming at this from, like, yeah. mostly, like, a nostalgic perspective, I guess yeah. you could say, but I honestly think a lot of kids' entertainment is just so dumbed down these days. It depends on what you're talking about. There's, I mean, there's, there's good out there if you look for it. It's mm-hmm. just... Name three. Name three. Yeah. Um, Legends of Korra, Steven Universe, all animated stuff. <laughs> like, nothing live action. Um, That's unfortunate. I mean, I, there's plenty of good... Animated movies. is great. Yeah. I, I love it. Plenty of good, mo- again, movies. I mean, like, I would include, like, Zootopia. I would mm-hmm. include Frozen, mm-hmm. Finding Dory. You know, like, I, you know. I. It's But, yeah, as far as television shows aimed at children, it's usually just cartoons that I think sometimes can push the boundaries because it's a cartoon. You know, mm. and uh, it's, I, I don't know that I could say anything on Disney. It would be mm. really pushing the boundaries as, as the closest we have is Girl Meets World. People, I mean, people who are c- more currently tuned into that stuff, if we're missing out on big things, let us know. 
Um, yeah, maybe like an episode or clips or something yeah. All right. of other shows that you think are doing really good things for kids. And then we'll switch podcasts to those shows. <laughs> <laughs> this um, one's going to get canceled anyway. Uh, so then we have the Augie failing thing. I liked the thing about... So I don't like the joke of it being Miss Pig Sniffle. Yeah. But I like the joke of Augie, uh, of Maya being immature and him, him being like, yeah, you're the first to notice it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. So even though Maya's more mature than everyone except Augie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, he knows things now, so... <laughs> so we talked... To, <laughs> we talked about... Um, uh, we talked about Topanga's speech about how we find out who we really are when we're not in control of everything. Uh, I personally like that. Okay, so then we have the Topanga bakery scene. Uh, we talked to Riley saying, what would you do if, if someone didn't like you? Lucas would smile. They would move to New York. <laughs> I thought that was pretty And when funny. someone doesn't like Zay, they try to ship him back to Texas. <laughs> okay, so Sorry, then, Zay, you got you got better. You just took time. I'm going to read Why? A, because the triangle happened. I'm going to read a tweet right now, oh, I, even though I know this this goes against our norm, I guess because it, it, it comes up as far as the Damn, what's happening. you really should have prepared everyone better for this moment. This moment. At Looney underscore tune says... This week. You know what, bug, what kind of bugs me about these last few episodes? They keep bringing back how Maya's back... And how he was like mm-hmm. Riley. Uh, they're trying super hard to convince us that was actually a thing that was happening. Like, let's pretend it didn't happen because it never should have. Yeah. It's a weird thing to reaffirm constantly. It certainly is. Yeah, I mean, is there someone in charge of the show who has psychosis and they're trying to force it all upon us? Because I think that's what's happening. I mean, there's something. Okay, here's the thing. I actually have a mixed feeling on this. I didn't like it in, Tep- in the Topanga scene, but there was a scene in the in the opening. He does have an offhand guess here about like it's good to have you back after she's like ranting about the license stuff. And to me, but how how can it be? How good can it be to have her back after how long? Like how many times can it be good to have her yeah, back? That's that's a good point. How for long sure. has she well, been no, gone for? How long has she been no, back? I for? think I think the reason we don't know. They don't know. <laughs> the reason, it was never real. They're just trying to make up for bad decisions that should have never been okayed by anyone. Well, that okay. No, but here this is what I'm. My, my point is that this was the first time where she says it's good to have you back, and I actually felt that way. Yeah, was it was that intro scene when Riley when Maya was actually being. Like, you know, being Maya. And so, like, but I still don't, like, being back, I don't think of as being back from being me. I think being back to being written well. (laughs) So, I don't... Yeah. God, I hate the triangle. I hate the triangle so much. So, did you know... I hate it. Don't think about it. Did you know there are one billion trillion stars in the known universe? Is that an accurate number? (laughs) Observable. Um, 77 names to go. we can call them Twinkly. I thought, so Maya was funny there. We have one of my favorite Lucas lines in a long time where he goes, I thought it was less. And his, also the hand gesture with that, I thought was really funny. See, that is telling because it's been a long time since we've gotten much Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although that was pretty good. I wouldn't say Yeah, I I wouldn't say that's great for what Lucas could do. Maya, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you laughing at my jokes, Maya? Wow, those Maya, triangle Maya. You should wear more circles, Maya. Okay. The thing about Lucas is, for a long time now, he's just been sort of grinning and giggling in the background. <laughs> and like every once in a while, there'll be like a one-liner on like on that same couch yeah. in Topanga's between Riley and Lucas, and that's all they get. And I just think that I'm over it. Because really... that shows that they're in love, Keith. Yeah. Well, it doesn't though. I do want to just point out for the for the sake of pointing it out that they did have the scene at, in Bear when he talked about the pot of gold and stuff, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, but like I'm in general, I'm over having to see Lucas in the background smiling just to put him in there. Yeah, 
I mean, I want him to, if you have a time, if you have the time yeah. to pan so that everyone's in shot, you have the time for him to say like one thing once in a while. <laughs> so, I mean, if you have the time to stop so he well, can Well, he smile, did say one thing once. That's not what you actually in the, in the classroom, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like when they have this, the classroom scenes and they'd like, why can't he comment on what's going on anymore? Also, I mean, you just, you just made me think of something like pretty important. So if they actually are talking about sex, which yeah. I think we can somewhat definitively say they oh, are. Yeah. I mean, there were some um, gestures going you on. You would think... That They'd talk you, about Riley and Lucas. Exactly. You, you would think that Lucas would be extra uncomfortable hearing about that. Or Riley, or both from of them, would Corey. be... Yeah, not even just from Corey, but just next, to, next to each other. Next to each other yeah, in front like, of Corey, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. That's why I thought that it should be more focused yeah. on Riley Bec- and Lucas. Because I feel like they made Riley freaked out about it because it was sex. And the, the actual interesting thing would be if she was freaked out learning about sex next to Lucas... Yeah. You know, like, I think that that makes, that there was nothing connecting that at yeah, all. I mean, there was no, like, very specific averted eyes between Riley and Lucas yeah. that needed to happen. Yeah, there. especially, like, I liked the the visuals people were doing during the bleeping out stuff. Yeah. And they should have had a moment there yeah. where they looked at each other and then they were freaked out and looked yeah. away. Like, <laughs> They're never even going to go on a stupid date. A, they yeah, they score a stupid they, date. They, they've only, uh, they already went on a stupid kind of date. Okay, ready? Predictions. Mid-season predictions. When, and when I say when, I mean like if. in about four or five episodes, <laughs> they even begin to mention that something dating. about them dating. There will be something that happens where they go to a petting zoo or something like that. There will be a sheep or a horse. There's already been a horse. I know, but there will be a sheep or a horse, something to do with a date that they're actually There's going already on. been a sheep and a horse. I know, but that's, I guarantee it. Please no. Please. Please no. Why is the foundation of the relationship I want, farm animals? I want to like that couple. <laughs> and no. It's so unfortunate that, like, they, they went through, like, the, the typical, like, oh, we like these characters with, like, the quote-unquote tension, even though there's barely any. Mm-hmm. Um... Before they start dating versus when they actually start dating. See, they knew there was tension before they dated. It was guessed with Lucas and Lucas and uh, Maya. Oh, there's a Lucas, Lucas and Lucas. Lucas. It, was with, it, was, it was guessed with Maya and Lucas. Raya. And then, so that's when they built up all the tension. And then they're like, well, we can't actually do this. So we'll just go back to the boring. Raya! <laughs> Why can't they do Raya? Because Disney Channel. Disney Channel sucks. Let's go to Freeform, guys. Let's have an actual puberty episode. They Let's can, just start the show the, all over. Episode, they give a flashback to a puberty episode. <laughs> Everybody can dress like they haven't hit puberty yet. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Alright, so Augie's... What's next? Augie's middle name is not Doggy. Uh, I liked that. Or is it? The poor kid's so confused. That was funny. Corey, it's your fault. So, okay, so this is the good Augie stuff. He goes, I- I'm not in control of anything. Nothing's really my fault yet because I'm still cute. It's the first thing I check every day. And I he likes was, not being in yeah, control of anything. Overall, Augie was pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do think the worst of the Augie stuff comes in the time management, and I think most of the time management was some of the Topanga scenes. I do agree that the Augie stuff was good in this episode, and I think that shows us we absolutely don't need to see Augie's friends ever. Yeah. Ever. Literally ever well, again. I mean, <laughs> even just forget about, like, there's no reason to have a bad kid plot because you can include the kids and have it be good. So stop so doing that. So why do you that. have to write them so sucky, writers? Yeah, because, Why are you so sucky, writers? Well, think about it. Like, the two times there were Augie... I wasn't even this angry during the episode. <laughs> the, the two times... I don't even hate this episode. Why am I so upset? 
the two I times feel bad. I say the two times. The two times where Last the, where the child actor where the child plotline was good was in uh, Real World when he was had in the starfish thing, and this episode both times where he was alone. Just let him be alone. Because uh, honestly, August you will die. Alone. August for his age is a good actor. He's yeah. a much better actor than all the other kid actors, and he's a better actress than Morgan was. So just let him. He is a better actress than Morgan yes, was. He, well, yes. he was a girl in that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember that. What episode was that where the cross-dressing happened? Uh, Frankie the Bully. Yeah, which episode? Was that communism? That might have been communism. Okay, so he's not in control. So so there was an issue I had with this scene. So Riley says, when do you start wanting to be in control and when do you lose it? That doesn't make any sense to me. Kids want to be in control. They just aren't in control. Kids constantly are talking about, I want my bedtime to be this. I wish I was an adult so I could do this. Well, it's the mythology of innocence is what it is. Like, what do you miss about your childhood? Not paying bills. (laughs) It has to do with the sort of, like, poorly attributed, you know, quality of innocence to childhood. Not because that kids don't seek power, just because they don't have it. Because, you know, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. So, it's like, it's problematic when you say that, like, this is the transition... And, you know, it's not that he doesn't want to control. It is, like you said, he just... Well, I think I think there is something to be said for his specific character and for, for some children out there that they can, they can see the merit in not having it. Because I think there is definitely some merit in someone taking care of you, someone making the hard choices for you, and you yeah. having, like, that freedom of of uh, lack of control oh. until you yeah. want it though that's the thing yeah, yeah but but i still think my point is i think no, I, I, can, I was, god i miss it so I, much. I think that there, there are kids who can prefer their current situation i i just don't think that they're having a blanket statement about when do you just start wanting control a lot of kids start 10 wanting years it. old yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon, I as, that was kind of as, soon yeah. as you can reach the cookies yeah even before that nina wants control my niece I love Nina. Mm-hmm. I miss her. Your niche? My niche. She walks now. Yeah, she talks. Oh, so, so when she comes to my house, you know how you have a collection of balls in my basement? Mm. She When she comes to my house now, she goes, ba 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 ba, And then she runs right to the basement door and bangs on it and goes, ba 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 ba, Because she wants to play with the balls. Yeah. What's the girl's name in, um... I miss her. I don't know the last time I saw her. The last time I saw her, she wasn't walking. You haven't been around my house much. Is it Elaine in The Graduate? Oh, Hello? yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if that's the right name, but I know what you're talking about. Um, all right. So Maya's not in Augie's homework. That was solid. I like that. The human foot. I really like the human foot thing. Do you? When, okay. So when Zay was started reacting to it, I thought he was gonna um, say something stupid. No, I thought he was gonna well, <laughs> say something provocative. Oh. Like he said, "There we see a man who doesn't have much to say." Like I thought he was gonna make some joke about the foot looking like. Like uh, I, I, I thought you were <laughs> I going. Know, just I like, thought you were going for like a foot fetish joke. Oh no! <laughs> Page seventy-four. <laughs> My cat has a foot fetish, though. Oh, that's horrifying. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I thought that thing with the with him writing it, with it, I just think generally, like I don't like the expression comedy in this episode. I thought was really top notch. It's like yes, it's so, it's what we expect from Corey, and it was even funny. But yeah. like, they still didn't learn anything, and now all these kids are never going to get. No, sex they ed. did. They did learn it. They, it was just off screen. Don't smack. Well, because because what ha- it was what he told Augie, so clearly they learned something, <laughs> and then it's what Smackle gets bleeped out. They didn't yeah, learn but, it. But it has nothing to do with 
the audience, and it has nothing to do with the theme of the episode. Oh, yeah, no, I, but exactly. It's not yeah. what the episode's about. And but we so, find the audience didn't learn anything. Yeah, yeah. The audience didn't learn anything about sex. I totally agree with that. Sure. Um, aside from what we're about to get into, which is that the health teacher comes in and he talks about, you know, you're, the, you're in control of your body and your mind and how you take care of it and how you nourish it and the choices you make with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which... To an extent. If you want to... Like, if you're a kid, you actually don't have full control over how you nourish your body. Yeah. You're sub- also... You're subject to what your parents can afford to buy and what yeah. they put in mm. the house. Yeah. Um, you know, you're subject to the, the people. Are, has. Yeah, what yeah. the school has to offer for food. You're subject to the decisions that the people in authority have about what you're going to take in. And even when not when you're a kid, your, your financial yeah. situation and everything. Um, but but so it's exactly the thing where the wording I think is the problem here because I think the the idea of take control of your body, make sure to make good decisions with it. You know, one of the things that you're Yes, you're not totally in control, sure. But one of the things you're generally more in control of is how you take care of yourself. Even if it's yeah. not necessarily what you eat, you can still exercise. You, you know, like so that is one of the things you're more in control of. And you should, you know, you can't control how other people act, but you can control how you act and how you yeah. react. And I think that's tied in there. For me, this is sort of big strike number one in terms of what the fluidity of the episode and what the message is because. So if the, if the message of the show, of this episode, is uh, about control, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't try to control everything, and then somewhere along the middle we talk about sex ed, and then the ending... That's not the message of the episode. That's a, I, that's a comedic beat. Right, right. But, but, um, but somewhere in the middle of it, I'm saying it's, yeah. it's, it's a big chunk, it's a big considerable chunk of the episode. Yeah. But that's not what you were saying as far as the message. It's not no, part I said of the, it's the middle. Okay, you, said, okay keep going. <laughs> and then the guy starts talking about sort of like... More or less, don't do drugs and kind of don't have have sex. But that's the I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm gonna change it to don't have drugs, don't have babies. Okay, I I mean, because I definitely think it'd be hard to argue that's not what he's saying. Don't do drugs, don't have babies. Um, I think that's not all he's saying. I think that's. The I, biggest... I think he. I think he gets there. I think when he's first starting talking about how how you take care of it, how you nourish it, I think he's talking about well, eating. He, well, and... he talks about when they reproduce and how something to yeah. pass on. Well, to that's. Them. A, I think that's the second part. That's what I'm saying. When he first talks about nourishing and how you take care of it, I do think he's talking about food and exercise. But then yeah. he gets into when, yeah, when hopefully he says, "Hope, like, please, down the road, when you when you decide to go forward with yeah. this, you know." And I, so I that, think the biggest targeted message of that was don't don't do drugs, don't have babies. If we think about it in context, so, yeah. sort of things that are like this. What you'd hear in sex ed. And I think yeah. that the problem with that but is... Also, it's a health class. It's not just sex ed. So no, that's I why I, I read I the food and the, yes. and the exercise. I and but that. I think that yeah. in context of the have control, it's weird because A, it's, it's only cursory you know, to do with it. Mm. And then you have the whole like, well... If you can only have control in what you react to things, yeah. all of those things are still physical. I need to do things or stay away from things. It's less to do with how you emotionally react to things, as sort of well, so Maya saying, was more implying well, earlier. No, well, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's why it's connecting the things. It's saying what you what you have control in. So obviously, as an absolute, I totally agree. I talk about the rape and the assault and everything, but it's, so it doesn't work as an absolute. But the general idea of what you're usually more in control of is your mind and your body. Right. The mind is the reaction. The body is how you take care of your body. But I think the setup of the lesson is try not to always have control. 
And then the resolution of that is try to have control. And then... No, that is not what it is. It's saying you can't control everything. What you can try to control is how you react to things and your body and yourself. Focus on you. Don't focus on trying to control everything else. I mean, at its best. That is what the message is. Okay. The music is not that. Okay. I agree with Dan on this one. Thank you. And I'm the one who hates Girlie's World. <laughs> I, I just think that, and so and then when we move forward and, and then she learns not to worry about what she can't control and she immediately runs to the girl and has this big symbolic moment. Well, okay. Do we want to jump to that? We've kind of already talked about the yeah. balloon thing, right? The balloon thing was stupid. Oh my God. The balloon thing was garbage. But that's, that, well, that, that's the third strike. Let's talk yeah. about the other garbage. Um, okay, so, yeah, okay, so I, I totally agree that best case scenario, there would have been a scene where the girl was, like, laughing at her or something, and Riley just looked away and kept on, kept on walking and didn't care, right? But I do, I don't think what she did do is so bad, because the idea of what oh God, she God, she's insane. I mean, okay. Why yeah. can't she be even a little mature? It's so, it's still, <laughs> it's so theatric. That's like, yeah. Remember yeah, exactly. the whole thing about, like, it's not, it's not the big things, it's the little conversations that yeah. matter? Yeah. Well, this is again and again. It's the opposite. It's the big symbolic gestures that I'm here on the stage. I have to prove this point to myself by going right into the thing that I just agreed that I wasn't going to do and doing it. And then I'm going to walk away at the end and say, oh, yeah, but I'm over it. Well, but but he... Okay, so yes, the actual action is ridiculous and Riley-y, but he did let it go. He was saying, I'm okay with you not liking me and I'm going to walk away. And then she smiled. (laughs) Well, but that has nothing to do with Riley. That has nothing to do with Riley. I don't even think it it shows that Riley has let it go. It's still on Riley's mind so much that she has to put on this big production in front of all of her friends and go to this girl's locker and bother her and be like, I don't care. Well, you care enough to go up to her and say these things. Honestly, she doesn't show even a little bit of maturity. And the, the takeaway of the universe of the show is, well, maybe they're not friends, but the girl liked her enough to smile when she walked away, meaning that Riley succeeded when she tried to control everything, even if it wasn't to the full extent of being friends. No, she succeeded okay, that's in not, making okay, that girl. That is like not her. how I read it at all. I read it as that she felt like, uh, and yes, this is weird, skewed girl meets world logic, but that she felt like, in order to complete the lesson, I need to. In order to complete the lesson. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, in order to complete the lesson, I need to, like, you know, outwardly show outwardly show that like I'm letting this go and then let it go. That that she had to like make that stance of I'm letting it go and then she was letting it go. And to me, I read it as the girl respected that she was able to to accept that. I'm in the middle of you guys. Like I kind of agree with both of you, but I think both those things are stupid. I mean, okay. (laughs) This is my question to you, Dan. Yeah. If you were the girl, which I don't think she got a name. Did she get a name? I don't remember. Let's call her her Nice Knees. knees. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll, We'll call her Fancy Knees. Okay. Let's say that Fancy Knees... Is is you and you? I don't know why I keep saying that. You your fancy knees. I'm Dan, the fanciest Dan, knees in town. You have the fanciest knees in town. So your fancy knees. Why I wish I hadn't recorded that. Dan is insane. I wouldn't have been Dan's friend either. Riley comes up to you, right? Yeah. And is doing all these things, and you're like, you go over to her friend, and you're like, I don't like her at all. And then she says, like, oh, but but then she leaves you alone. She comes back, you know, and then. She coming back goes up to you and says, "You know what? It's okay if you don't like me. I still like you." Would you respect her or think nothing has changed? And at all? also, 
to like, add to on me, to that, Lucas like, says, Lucas says, Riley, no one would dislike you if they got to know you. Yeah. Lucas, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think there are plenty of people that would dislike Riley. I Twitter think... would show you yeah. that. <laughs> from, from the perspective well, of you know, fancy news, I'm going to pause for one second. We'll get back to the fancy news. I'm just going to say that it's unfortunate because there were in, there were and still are numerous people on Twitter and in social media, whatever, that hate Riley for the wrong reasons. Yeah. They just hate her because of shipping and because they won't yeah. love Maya and they're always going to stand by Sabrina no matter what. And that, that's unfortunate that, that, that now I feel lumped in with that group yeah. because, reasons, because so. they literally are making her an unlikable character. And... And she's not growing up, and she's annoying. And, like, and I want to like her. It's like, think about <laughs> Topanga when Topanga was in middle school and high school. Yeah. So like, not like season five through seven controlling Topanga. Yeah. But like when Topanga was actually more of an empowering character. Or when Topanga wasn't that, wasn't really the, a character, in my opinion. That's the thing. Okay. We always talk about like Lucas needs a backstory. Lucas, where were Lucas's parents? Whenever they brought Topanga's parents in, it was only worse. Like it, it is, we did not get I her. Like we never. When That's it, not true. When no. it, at the beginning, it was good. That was a joke. It wasn't like, oh, look at her home life, and it's so interesting, and we're seeing her at home with her family. Oh, I like, agree. What about her aunt with the Pittsburgh arc? I mean, like her yeah. aunt's not a good character, but that definitely gave Topanga's yeah. life some context. Still, that was like things happen off screen, though. That's the thing. Things is, happen off screen for Lucas too. That, but, but what? What happened? We know what happened off screen for Topanga and the Pittsfield. Uh, That's one arc, one time in season four. We know things happened off screen for Lucas in Secret of Life and in his past. I don't know. I think that we're just biased about that. I sounds think like a good. <laughs> sounds like a good YouTube video yeah. topic. Yeah. I felt that Topanga was a good and empowering character, and it's kind of hard sometimes to realize that this is her daughter. Yeah. I mean, they are trying to tie it in with the control issues. Which yeah, is so bringing in the negative yeah. parts of Topanga, not the good yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she doesn't so have the that she doesn't. Riley have gets the all the negative characteristics of her parents. Yeah, <laughs> kinda. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a good point. That's, that makes a lot of sense. That's also how genetics work. You okay. just like take all the. <laughs> Let's talk about. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna go back to fancy knees. Yeah. Um, I think there is a slight difference. In that before she was obsessively being like, I need you to be my friend. I can't get over this. And her saying, like, it's okay. I still she think you're cool. She just saw a girl in the hallway and added, acted crazy. Exactly. So she, I, think she was, I think she was crazier in the beginning. I think there is a difference between the two things. For me, if I was Fancy News, my take would be this. This girl's insane and thinks everything revolves around her. Mm-hmm. And then when she comes back, it's not because she got over it or learned any lesson. It's because she needs to empower herself subjectively in saying that, you know, it's not, I'm not leaving you alone because you told me to leave you alone. I'm leaving you alone because now it's my decision. So she's like basically yeah. saying it's, well, also, it, it's extra about me now because now that reality has rejected my insanity, yeah. I'm now being insane saying that now the reality is because of me. Well, also think about this is like put your put yourself in the shoes of fancy knees. So you're a high school girl minding her own business. If you go on IMDb, it's going to say <laughs> fancy knees. <laughs> Because we're going to go edit it. Anyways, but you're a high school girl at her locker, minding her own business. This girl comes up to you. She's acting weird. You say you don't like her. And then she comes back with her friends backing her up. 
yeah. to back to your locker and giving you this weird speech that you don't deserve. And you've never no met this girl. You, you've <laughs> never met this girl. And now Riley's kind of like not quite bullying, but harassing her. Yep. She's harassing Definitely her. Definitely is harassing. Well, okay, but so that's the, that is the difference. Because Riley's insane. That is the difference that I see from the beginning to the end. In the beginning, he's still upset about it and is, and is clearly going to keep trying. Whereas at the end, he's putting a definitive mark and being... I, I think he's going to have thrown in a sorry. Riley's like, like, so never sorry. been sorry. Well, that's, that's the thing. I think that that's... Like she was sorry I think, she had a cookie. I, I think her coming back, I think her coming back and talking to the girl would have been fine if she said, hey, I'm sorry, it's okay if you don't like me, I, I'm not going to push myself on you anymore. But I don't think it was away. anything, even if but she didn't say that, 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 the episode was about mature. that. Yeah. That the would episode, actually been a little mature, and Riley can't be mature. The episode wasn't even about that. It wasn't about taking responsibility yeah. for your actions when you try to control things. Upset. It's still, literally, it's still, when she goes back, it's not about her apologizing. It has nothing to do with the girl. It's about yeah. her fulfilling her ritual. Yeah. It's about her... Letting completing go. her universe-sucking yeah, powers. Shouldn't the balloon have established this already? She already did a symbolic gesture of letting go. Yeah, right right you know what it should have been? Her accepting her period. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. And I'm trying to figure out this girl's name. I think her name's Alice, unless this is a Atlas? different... Atlas? Alice. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, that's a cool name. <laughs> that is a cool name. Atlas? <laughs> she shrugged, because she didn't care about Riley. Yeah. She's shruggy. Actually, that would have been a great, weird <laughs> reference. <laughs> her name was Atlas. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I was like, who is this Who is this girl? And it's Isadora. It's, it's Cece. Oh, yeah, without glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, different looking. After ten minutes of intensive research, we've concluded that we have no idea who plays Fancy Knees. So let us know what her actual name is. But she'll always be Fancy Knees in my heart. All and right. it was mediocre research. Let's be <laughs> All right. The tag... Involved Topanga the Insane. Googly! And Googly. I really liked this scene. I thought it was a great way to bring back a joke from earlier in the episode. And it was a nice way of, wow, Topanga's trying to preach something. She can't actually practice it herself. And Which would be fine. It would have actually been funny if at least her daughter learned the lesson. But no one in the Matthews family can ever learn a lesson. Yeah. And the other thing is that they make it seem like Riley actually learned the lesson. And I... Well, that's the thing. She's never, there's no way she's not going to be controlling in future episodes. You know, like, if, if this is the turning point and from now on she's not controlling, then this episode is the best. <laughs> but, but I highly doubt that. Especially Considering in the same episode she's already controlling. Yeah, I don't know. Why Moving on. I'm so upset? I don't I know. I have a wiki page of, oh, it is Chai. It's Chai? Yeah, yeah. Ha! Uh, I told you it was Chai. Fancy. Chai. Fancy Chai. <laughs> I just told not Or a cup of Chai. What's her? Sorry. Okay, Keith, we're doing mail time. I just don't know why in the kids in the classroom, they just use the first names of the actors. Yeah. But for other minor characters, they have to give them separate names even though they well, never no, mentioned she them. Was, she wasn't an extra, though. She was like an actual character who had lines. Yogi has a name. That isn't his... I, don't, I assume the, character, the actor's name is not Yogi. Well, Darby is Darby. Yeah, but he doesn't really have lines. Yes, she did. She, like, one episode. I... More than... By the way, Darby is on The Voice. I know, that's cool. Watch and support her. All right. Are we still recording? Yes, <laughs> mail time. <laughs> mail time, Keith. <laughs> For the love of mail time. All right. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. So this first comment that we have is from YouTube, and it's from Katie Box. Mm. 
Uh, and Katie Box writes in, I liked the episode overall, but I wish they would have mentioned puberty or periods at least once. I doubt they'd mention sex ed, even though I learned about it that in the ninth grade. Right there with you, Katie Box. But this isn't aimed at ninth graders, it's just named at people 6 to 62. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This show's weird. But the thing is, is like, people start getting their period in like fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 which is much like the work of Riley. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Geary writes in. I've recently been rewatching season one, and Riley's literally learned "quote unquote" the same lesson so many times. I hope he actively notices her control issues going forward and handles them differently. Won't. Feels weird to me when she <laughs> regresses. Also, the last health class scene with the gym teacher was interesting to me because he started talking less. About bodies and more about feelings. Be who you are. Season three your, feelings. <laughs> your mind belongs to you. Stuff like that. Yeah, it was a weirdly philosophical health class. Can I read that in like a, a cool voice? Yeah, sure. Be who you are. Your mind belongs to you. Stuff like that. Yep, stuff like that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm new to your... Thanks, Mufasa. <laughs> I'm new to your channel. Simba, so I'm remember reading. who you are. <laughs> I'm new to your channel. Oh, my lord. I'm new to your channel, so I'm not sure what you think about romantic Relia, but she made so many remarks that would contribute to that story if it ever unfolds. Relia! So, we're very much pro that. Pro uh, that. Pro the... Hashtag pro that. Raya! You, don't, you are new to this channel. <laughs> Uh, I should respond to this comment on YouTube so they know. Uh, I will do that. All right, moving on. Written by Gemma. Keith, you should read this one. Jenna, not Gemma. Mm. Oh, I know yeah. you're. I know you're very fond of Gemma, but she didn't write in this week I don't, that I have seen. Yes. We miss you, Gemma. She wrote in, but I didn't include it. Whoa! <laughs> oh my Whoa. god! I'm telling Gemma. <laughs> well, because the only thing she wrote about was how it was surprising to her. That boys and girls were both in the same health class because that wasn't like that in Canada. That's cool to so, contribute. So I like how you to... didn't include, it, but now you're including it yeah. anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's actually good to include. I, mean, I think I, that's interesting. It's just a, it's not really about the episode though. I don't no, know. but I think it's cool getting different perspectives because we have such a wide, diverse audience. Poor Jenna. I mean, overshadowed by Gemma doesn't even get her thing. And poor Gemma didn't even get included. I mean, I responded to her on Twitter. Overall, we've learned that Dan can't handle this at all. He just gets really confused by double consonants. (laughs) Written by Jenna. So Jenna writes in this week about Canada. Mm. No, that was Gemma. A Canadian question. Wow. The viewer, the listeners are going to be very confused about who's actually (laughs) the author of this comment. This is Jenna, J E N N A. Which I'm going to read now. The comedy just really didn't work for me. Haha. I cringed quite a bit. Same. Although no, I... you didn't. You oh. liked the comedy. Corey was there. Can I not get through this email? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Although I really did like a lot of the ideas, especially being in the health class and having Corey end up teaching it, and Franco freaking out. Haha. But I also hate, hate, hate when they take an antagonist or rough or and tough character and at the end, spin them to being like, I was teaching you a sentimental lesson all along. Sentimental. Yeah, sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yes. <laughs> it, feels, <Keep> going. <laughs> it feels so unnatural and forced, and it honestly makes me uncomfortable. Most notably, this health teacher, Two Shoes Louie, and the seniors in high school. It all comes full circle. Thank you, Gemma. Jenna. <laughs> Two Shoes Louie wasn't that bad. Two Shoes Louie was the worst character ever written. Hey there, brothers! <laughs> you know, you got $2 sometimes, and $2 all it takes to make a difference in somebody's day. All right, before we continue to talk about this topic, I want to read the next email because it kind of contrasts. Um, so, Hope and Peace123 writes in. This is in response to Now, talk. is this both Hope and Peace, or is this Hope and Peace? Yes also talking about the the health teacher Uh, they say i think he was just trying his best to do his job when i took health my teacher who also taught gym took a very similar approach she didn't want to embarrass us or know or know too much about us all individually she did think that teaching health was important though and i can see her saying some of the same lines as riley's health teacher towards the end the health teachers at my school usually weren't bad people and they weren't afraid to be more understanding for less mature students like riley um, alright, so I, I think we, we kind of already covered this as far as I think they could have tweaked some of the opening lines mm-hmm. to make him more crass and less well, mean. It's all about the twist, Dan. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gotta have that twist. But I still think that, that, that this is better than ways they've done it in the past. Mm-hmm. So, we we were two years apart grade-wise, and yeah. we went to the, but we did go to the same school, and I think we had the same health teacher. I have to be honest... I have literally no memory of my health class. Yeah, I just didn't want to say his name. Dan yeah. can cut that well, out. Well, I was remembering. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. In so ninth grade. Yeah. Okay, so I guess Dan can't really answer this question <laughs> since he apparently was sick that entire semester. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> Actually, when did you have mono? Just sick enough. <laughs> my new favorite quote. How'd you get mono, Dan? I was. That was eighth grade, though, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I was going to ask you guys what your experience was, because I know for us, we he usually tried to make it kind of lighthearted, but like still take it serious and foster discussion yeah. and actually hear what we had to say. Um, and he talked about how, how other schools teach only abstinence be, um, so that they can get state funding, and that's why our high school... But our, but our high school didn't... Or no, sorry, national funding. Mm. Um and our school didn't do that, and he was glad that they actually let him teach a sex ed mm. class and teach an actual health class. Oh, I remember we watched Everybody's Doing It, the hit movie. Oh, I remember that! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there's, uh, there's not much I remember from that class, and to be honest, I don't think it was a very fruitful class in my particular case. Me either. And there's, mm. there's not much delicate way to put this, but my particular class was not... A grouping of the brightest students, and it was all the troublemakers. Yeah, and that, like, that's why you were in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do think it helps when you have friends in your class. Like I sat. At I a, did not. That, that, <laughs> I yeah, that's so. that's unfortunate. It does help when you're like at a table with your friends, and that's what I had. And like we had to do lots of different things. Like we were given like a bunch of like different cards that had words and phrases on it, and it was the stages of sex, mm. and we had to put them in order. Hashtag. I we had we had to learn. We had the box of fun. Oh, I remember the box of fun. Um, the box of fun was uh, different kinds of con and different things that were supposed to be pleasurable during sex and sex toys and you learned how to put 
Uh, we didn't have a banana. We actually had dildos that we put condoms on. Don't think that happened in my class. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And though we have the same teacher. Unless I, wonder, I happen well, to miss it. I have yeah. one yeah. very vivid memory of how Everyone class. tried to be in for the box of fun. He always surprised everyone, though, what yes. day it was. I have one very vivid memory of health class, and I think this was eighth grade, not the sex ed gear. We were watching a video about, like, lung cancer, so- some sort of health thing that yeah. was, like, really graphic. And I was, like, really dehydrated, and I was getting, like... You passed mo- out. I, I, you're very close. I <laughs> threw up. <laughs> no, I mean, I basically passed out, but I'll get there in a he second. He got mono from no, the video. No, no, so I was, walking, I was walking the video, and I was getting, like, more and more, like, ill-feeling, and I had, like, reflux, and I was, and I was like, walking, and I was like, this is so upsetting. And then I, like, got up to walk to get water, yeah. because I wasn't feeling well, and as I was walking, I crumpled into the ground and blacked out. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's awful. I know. Wow. Note pretty, to self. Don't put bad. Dan in health classes. Note to self. Don't smoke. That's, that's why. And make sure your students are drinking enough water that that's, day. That's why I don't remember health class. I was just knocked out for the next year. You were fine, Cole. Um, Another cool thing that we did is talk about like different... I've always stopped reading emails altogether now. I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's just like everyone had really different experiences. Yeah. And I think that these are things that they could do. Um, different they kind could have boxes of fun. Different <laughs> kinds of sex. and um, They like, could do different kinds of sex. <laughs> no, no, no. We talked about what different kinds of sex yeah. are. And like, first he asked us, do you think this is sex or not? And then he would kind oh, of... Oh, I remember He would that. tell you, like, oral like sex. Like a dream coming back to me. And things like that. I don't remember. And he would, it was still kind of heteronormative, but he, like, tried to make it not, but it still kind of was. Yeah, he was one of those guys who, like, he was trying to grow up with the times, but he was from a different time. Yeah. You know? He he was kind of creepy, but, He was kind of skeezy. He was, I was always thought he was really skeezy and weird. There there were were rumors that no one knew were true. But at least I got some education. Yeah. His face was way Actually, too flushed all the time. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I don't know. It's just like, he, just, he looked like you couldn't trust him. Here's the thing. I think I probably learned something from him. Yeah, I actually had fun in health class and would talk about sex a lot in freshman year. At Looney underscore Tunes writes in. This week. We already read one part of their thing, but we read the rest of it. By the way. Well, I know homegirl will never appear again. Homegirl is fancy knees, for those out there. <laughs> well, I know fancy knees will never appear again. I'm not a fan of them hinting that now she likes Riley for no reason. We I, talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't like Riley. There's no reason for her to like Riley. Riley Twist harassed is the, her. Twist is now they're dating. That's what I thought, actually, when she smiled at her. I thought she had a crush on Riley. <laughs> Look, Back yeah. off, Raya. <laughs> that manipulative girl, she's so cool. <laughs> I don't know. I personally ship her with Maya, but... Yeah, I'm talking about it's fancy, fancy, fancy No, back off. <laughs> Maya deserves Y'all can better. back off. Maya deserves Raya. better than Riley. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, uh, I fit. I, I fit. I, fit. <laughs> I ship fancy knees in Maya too. I fit in that ship. Um, oh, I meant to include somebody else's comment. Wow. I'm just gonna read. This it. is the least organized mail time <laughs> I, I think ever. Okay, <laughs> and that is really saying something. I know. I know. I'm gonna. I don't remember who said this. I apologize. But oh, someone. Was... <laughs> yeah. The only other thing I wanted to include that I totally forgot to write that person's name down. I'm sorry. Is someone was at was saying how they were sort of taken out of the fact that Maya keeps coming over this episode like the old times, but there's no reference to her new life with Katie and Sean at all. Because there isn't one. Yes. 
Remember that? Yeah, Riley and Lucas aren't dating. Yes. And Sean and Katie aren't married. Relationships don't really exist. I'm not even sure Corey and Topanga are together. Remember when the only two ongoing storylines in this entire series were now completely forgotten about? (laughs) Like, between the triangle and I do, nothing. This is why they're getting canceled. (laughs) This is why she don't like you. (laughs) And on that beautiful note... Why am I so upset? I was so much better during the episode. I know. It was funny. I liked Dan. I, what? I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't know. I'm sure you said something to set me off. Oh, I'm sure I said many things that set everyone off. <laughs> Check out in the comments below. Uh, what? I don't know. This is not a YouTube. <laughs> no, but someday <laughs> there'll be comments what? below this. <laughs> Dream. Try. Do good. Right, this right. is what happens when we don't do episodes at three in the morning. I'm just I'm way too with it. <laughs> That's what this is. You're too yeah. with it. Uh. Goodbye, guys. Uh-huh.